102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 535. And John Mellencamp of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be nice and sunny today, but a high of only 63. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Big show today. Yeah, big time. I'm feeling spooky. You want to talk about spooky stuff? Yes, we will be talking to Scott Zolak about the Patriots. Yeah, I know. If that doesn't scare the crap out of it because Mac Jones is going to start on Sunday, I don't know what will. And then there's this uh, paranormal thing. We'll talk to this guy who uh, talks to dead people at plane crash sites. Yes, John Kupek from uh, Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Or Steve Shippey from the Discovery Channel. He has that show. Oh, yeah, there's that guy, too. And then John Kupek will be in here a little bit later on, too, as Listen, well. Listen, they're all spooky, if you ask me. Um, Kupek's the spookiest, I think, out of all of them. He's my good buddy. He's all my work done over at Leo Toyota Walmart. He's everybody's good buddy. Now, whatever, you know what? My taillight's out of my van. Rather than me bring it all the way over to Leo Toyota Walmart. fix it while he's here. I'm going to call that guy right now and say, hey, can you bring a taillight with you? I got a little work that needs to be done on my Toyota. Yeah. You can see him rolling in a, a what are they, what's it, uh, snap-on toolbox right into the parking lot here. They have that big truck, the snap-on yeah. truck. I he bet he's got order. a whole belt full of tools. He uh, probably wears it into every meeting he goes into. Oh, yeah, he's got that uh, that roller thing that rolls under the car for you. There you go. Yeah. So there's that and a lot of other stuff this morning, too. It's 537 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play only on Rock 102. 549 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 63. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an, ex- uh, uh, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Kanye West showed up at a Skechers headquarters unannounced yesterday and was escorted off the premises. Uh, his products at office have been dropped by TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and Home Goods, which are all the same company, by the way. Well, he didn't have an appointment. Well, you gotta have an... You know, how cocky do you gotta be to walk into a place thinking somebody's going to want to talk to you. Uh, because I'm guessing his, hey, Adidas dropped me. You guys should pick up my stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that would be a fine conversation to have, except you got to set the appointment. I like sketches better anyway because of the memory foam. It remembers where my foot was. <laughs> Adidas got Alzheimer's shoes. They don't remember nothing. They don't remember how many shoes I sold for them. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure they remember how many shoes you sold. Uh, Matthew Perry apologized for trashing Keanu Reeves in his new book. Uh, Quote, I'm actually a big fan of Keanu. I just chose a random name. My mistake. I apologize. He like... You trashed the guy twice in your book. Yeah, twice. And then uh, now you're saying, oh, I didn't really mean that. Come on. Was there no editor for this book to say, hey, are you sure you want to go down the Keanu Reeves road? No, the editor of the book goes, hey, you know what? We'll get people talking about this if you mention some celebrity that doesn't deserve to be dissed, like Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll put that down. How do you spell Keanu? Got to pay for this $9 million worth of rehab anyway. (laughs) Uh, Nick Cannon is reportedly expecting his 11th child. 
the mom is Alyssa Scott. The baby, uh, they had a baby boy named uh, Zen last year, but he unfortunately died of brain cancer as an infant, which is a horrible, horrible, terrible thing. thing. But eleven kids. Yeah, eleven, eleven children. This guy, uh, this guy likes to party. Is he actually caring for eleven kids? I, I mean, is that what the, I don't know listen, what the arrangements he, are. He's Nick Cannon. He's got money, and money takes care of everything. I mean, he might not be. Uh, he might not be going to all the uh, the baseball games or the it's or like, the soccer matches. I mean, you're kind of tied up with two kids. You know, my kids were like in in school and stuff. You know, trying to cart three kids around. Yeah, it was almost virtually impossible. You imagine you're going to go to like uh, eleven different soccer games, t-ball games, intramural basketball games, yeah. uh, swim meets. Some yeah. kid wants to be in yeah. a play. I, I'm guessing when you're Nick Cannon, you send a nanny to do all that stuff. You'd have to. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Tilly thinks actors actually enjoy doing sex scenes. She at least does because it's an out-of-body experience and a free pass to make out with someone who is not her boyfriend. Has she told her boyfriend this? I think she just did. Because <laughs> I don't know how well the boyfriend's going to take that news. Can you imagine being the boyfriend and then like watching that on TikTok or, you know, you're scrolling through reels, somebody sent you a funny video and then mm-hmm. you click to the next reel, it's your girlfriend saying, yeah, I like to make out with other dudes because it uh, makes me feel like a different person. Well, you know, some dudes would find that to be intolerable and would be consumed with jealousy and anger. Yeah. But there's a whole section of the population that would see that and they'd say to themselves, yeah. oh yeah, you keep going, girl. Let's see more. Yeah. They get real turned on by that. Oh. Just saying. To, to each his own, hey, you, you damn right. Wouldn't be the worst thing for everybody. Zach Efron is looking particularly beefy on the set of his upcoming pro wrestling movie, The Iron Claw. He plays Texas wrestling legend Kevin Von Erich. I don't recall that guy. I don't either, but uh, it's Zach Efron. How could you not like that man? He is It's not dreamy. as difficult as you might think. He is a dreamy dream. He's not a snack. He's a whole meal. <laughs> yeah, but I hear he's fun size. Yeah, well, that's what happens to some of these guys. Taylor Swift caught some heat for a scene in her anti-hero video where she steps on a scale and says it's fat. She removed that part of uh, from the Apple Music version of the video, but as of last night, it was still on YouTube. You ever see her? She looks like a toothpick. I know. Like like a literal toothpick, two she's, toothpicks with a with a like a blonde wig on top. She's a little bit too slender. Yeah, needs but, to needs to go on like the Lizzo diet plan for a week or so. Yeah, why not? Let your turn. Let your hair. Uh, what is it? Touch your uh, t- t- hair back. Ha- t- touch your nails. Uh, <laughs> put me in a. Yeah, put t- me in a. Tell me how thing. you're feeling. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling really good. No, you're feeling good as hell. Oh, that's right. I always forget that line. Why am I feeding you these lines? I, because I'm just I'm just trying to get you to, to, to see if you know these songs. I know these songs. Do you really? Sure I do. Really? What's, yes. Uh, what's Dua Lipa's latest? Oh, I don't know that song. Ah, you still don't know. You still don't know. Drake and uh, 21 Savage's album, Her Loss, is being delayed until November 4th. Their producer caught COVID while mixing the album and is resting. That's a bummer. Imagine that, like... You know, nowadays, he's only got a quarantine. The, the album is only going to be delayed five days. Whereas, you know, 30 years ago, that would, like, delay an album six months to a year to put it all together. Yeah. Well, they don't have to. Well, actually, yes and no. I mean, they could put it up on streaming and it'd be no problem. But to actually yeah. have physical copies out there, 
Oh yeah, the printing maybe. The printing but, that's but, what holds but, everybody back. But they don't. They usually release albums digitally now, anyway. Right. Cheryl Crow remembers getting hit with uh, flying poop at Woodstock '99. She says, "Quote." That's when we stopped. We played about four songs, and I remember saying, nah, I, I'm not going to do this. Well, you know what? Why don't you eat crow? <laughs> yeah. They say that showmanship is dead. Yeah, to me, that shows an element of showmanship that half the bands in that festival didn't even accommodate. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, w- I would say the show would be over if you got hit with flying poo. Well, did you see the documentary about that? Yes. There weren't enough toilets available for people, so they had to spread it somewhere. But uh, that doesn't mean that Cheryl Crow needs to get it in the face. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to reword that in a different way. And uh, Kim Kardashian has uh, playfully mocked Pete Davidson for wearing a red hoodie to an award show. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I wore a red hoodie was when Ray J gave me the red-handed donkey wrangler in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. I look like Carrie from the pig blood scene. <laughs> <laughs> nice to be somebody else for a little while. And uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once put the rocket in the socket. A little bone zone pants dance. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is beat, skeet. Delete the (laughs) bony baloney. And Kanye? Now you see ye, and now you don't. (laughs) How much of a scumbag you got to be to get kicked out of a sketches store? (laughs) Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. The newest way to save money is also the easiest. Freedom Credit Union introduces Advantage Checking. Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's assume that I had a few bucks in my pocket, which I don't. And let's assume, for the sake of argument, that I had some sort of compelling interest in the World Series between the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies, which I also don't. But for the sake of this completely random hypothetical argument, let's assume that I did. And let's assume that I combined my money with my burning interest in the outcome and wanted to purchase a pair of World Series tickets. Well, how much cash do you think I would need in order to draw, in order to go? The answer is simple. It de- entirely depends on how far I'm willing to travel. You see, depending on where you're from and the geographical region in which you reside, the answer is going to be the difference between spending too much or spending even more than that. According to reports, tickets to tomorrow night's Game 1 at Minute Maid Park in Houston should only cost you as little as $531 a ticket. Now, for me, that's already too much money for a single ticket, and that's not guaranteeing me a good seat because those tickets would likely cost me $11,000 a piece. And those are considered to be reasonable because the people of Houston have hosted the World Series for the fourth time in six years. But in Philadelphia, where it's been years since they've seen the World Series, the ticket price is much higher. According to one po- uh, report, the cheap seats for Game 3, 4, and 5 are being sold for $3,000 tickets, and the good seats are being sold for $27,000 apiece. Folks, for two people to go to Game 3 in Philadelphia would run you about $54,000. That doesn't include fees, shipping, parking, hot dogs, drinks, more hot dogs, another round of drinks, souvenirs, or bail money that you'll need when you've been arrested for vandalism or setting stuff on fire after the game. 
Is a World Series ticket really worth that sort of expense when you can sit safely at home virtually for free? I would say hell no, because unless you're getting extra innings, a home run ball, and a ride home from Justin Verlander, the World Series fan experience just isn't worth that sort of cash. Goodness, thank goodness that none of us have to worry about this since none of our teams are in it because I wouldn't wish that for us to find out find that sort of financial ruin on anybody. But hey, it of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Replace the blades in your circular saw. Only five bucks. Get a new set of paddle blades. Five bucks. It's the five buck bits and blade sale going on at Rocky's. DeWalt and Irwin drill bit sets and saw blade sets. Check your toolbox. See what's missing. And then hit up the five buck and five buck bits and blade sale going on right now at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny with a high of 63 uh, tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock. We're going to talk about uh, Patriots football, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. Uh, if you're an adult and you're dressing up for Halloween, you're weird, apparently. I know you're hosting this whole uh, Halloween celebration thing on mm-hmm. Saturday. But uh, a new poll found that uh, more than two-thirds... Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on one second. Oh, no. I, I didn't have the log thing up. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I was going to yeah. do the survey thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, ready? I'm ready. Yep. Here we go. Said. Survey said. Yeah, okay. There you there go. go. See, there you go. Yeah. See, it always works better when we, when I when we prepare started, during rehearsal. Start it again like it never, like it never actually happened. Yeah. Uh, if you're an adult and you're dressing up for Halloween, you're weird. Really? Or, or you're at least in the minority. A new poll. Uh, oh, a new poll. Survey said. A new poll found that more than two-thirds of adults won't be wearing a costume this year. And 42% say they never dress up for Halloween. I fall into that that never really dress up thing. I'm I'll, right with you. I put on a mask. I have, a, I have like a, there's probably five or six masks I have at home. That I'll rotate and put on. Sure. You got one that looks like a, like you're a unicorn, mm-hmm. one that looks like you're a scary monster. Right. You know, things like that. Uh, but 45% of people in their 30s and 40s won't dress up. Over 80% of people in their 50s and 60s won't either. And for seniors, 93% won't even bother. I would say the elderly person, you know, somebody who's in their 80s, is being told to do that by somebody. Hey, Grandma, to- can you put these cat ears on? I'm trying to imagine my parents at their age, and uh, I mean they're not uh, real old, yeah. but they're not you know they're not spring chickens. I can't imagine either one of them saying, "Hey, you know it would be a lot of fun. Let's get up into some sort of uh, costume and trick or treat as like creepy old people." They would never do that. They should. I don't even know what the age limit is before you start saying, "Okay, enough is enough." Yeah, how do you uh, if you get like a like an elderly person who uh, is you know the bones are shrinking. They're mm-hmm. short. They're short like a kid, right? Like a, like a teenager. You can get away with dressing up, going, "Yeah, I'm an old lady. I'm an old man." I have a cousin who is wicked <clears throat> into Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like she and her husband are like obsessed by it. Yeah, their house is uh, you know all decorated and loaded up, and uh, even their uh, their wedding many years ago, I believe, was on a Halloween, and uh, they dressed in costume rather than traditional wedding garb gotcha all right and they wanted everybody else to wear a costume it was optional i opted not to wear a costume but that's the way it is well 
she's still into it. She's still doing it. In fact, her costumes are elaborate and they're artistic and they're creative. Mm-hmm. Everything I don't want to do for Halloween. Yeah, I know. The only thing I want to do for Halloween is, you know, rifle through a bag of candy and then go to bed with a sugar high. That's it. Well, yeah, because that's always good for your sleep, too. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely it is. To have 400 grams of sugar right before you take a nap. <clears throat> yeah, um, I, don't, I don't need any of that. Yeah, I, there, there are people that are, like, way so into it. And I, uh, it's fun. It's fun watching kids dress up and do that. But I kind of agree on the adult thing. It's really not, like... Something that you would normally do. Now, obviously, there's money on the line right. uh, or prizes on the line for this thing that you're doing, right? Yeah, the, the rumble seat is a $250 grand prize for the right. best overall costume. Right. So that's an incentive. Yeah. I'm not sure my cousin's got the same incentive. Yeah. She's going as uh, as Carrie this oh. year. Oh. But she, she, she's got a costume. and I, She just posted it yesterday, yesterday the day before. <laughs> She's dressed up in in a, in a white dress. Mm-hmm. It's loaded with fake blood, and then behind her is like a two by four. Yeah, uh, you know, coming off her her back up a couple like three or four feet, and on top of the two by four is a can of paint that's spilling red blood on top of her. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I mean it's pretty elaborate, but you know it's like it's all like plastic fake yeah. fake paint, but it's pouring down but, on top of her. So, you know, the one of the stats is two-thirds of costumes will include at least one DIY element. Only 35% of adults dressing up will wear a completely store-bought costume this year. But most people do it. Like you just said, you know, you make that whole elaborate costume. Yeah. That takes so much time. Who has that much time to do that? You know, couldn't it? Couldn't you just go dressed in your like your normal clothes, and uh, when someone says, "Well, what are you? What are you this year for Halloween?" and all you have to do is say, "I'm the sexiest bitch in this whole building." Yeah, that's what I, that's what I really want to do on Saturday. Just be the sexiest old man in the whole place. Listen, but I think, uh, but I I don't think that's gonna fly with some of these people. Why don't you just do what I told you to do? Put the Rock One Two shirt on and say, "I'm going as Bax from from uh, Bax and Nagel Show." You could say that. It's a great idea, yeah. actually. Yeah. That's all you need is a, uh, is a shirt. I could go as myself. That's kind of a cop-out. Or I could go as somebody else who works here. I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 You shave your head, you can go as me. I could do that. Yeah. I'm not going to shave my head, Why though. not? Or put, get one of those bald wigs. Get one of those, uh, the caps you just put over your head, like the Dr. Evil. Yeah, I suppose I could that's, do that. Yeah. little And maybe like a fake beard. You know, like I don't uh, really need a face. Oh, well, you don't have any facial hair anymore. I forgot you did that. You did away with that years ago. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I shaved when I changed the very course of my life. But uh, but uh, I could probably grow something between now and Saturday, right? Yeah. Okay. A stubble. That's yeah. all you need is a stubble. All right. Well, that's something yeah. to consider. Uh, the most popular types of uh, costumes for adults are a fictional person or character, an animal or creature, and a historical figure. Isn't that all costumes? Uh, yeah, that pretty much covers it. Mm. Uh, number three, the top word people would use to describe their costume this year is funny. The rest are simple, unique, creative, and sexy. Only 18% of adults are wearing a scary costume. We're I'm talking about those sexy costumes yesterday. Yeah, like the, the, the sexy nurse, the, the sexy head, nun. Yeah, the one that says the head nurse on Yeah, that's always yeah, filthy. Uh-huh. I'm, uh, I am kind of curious to see how many people are going to show up as Jeffrey Dahmer. I bet you'll get quite a few. I bet them. there's going to be more than uh, our fair share of Jeffrey Dahmer wannabes. See, I would you you have to go as somebody who you have to go against the grain. Everybody's going to be doing a Jeffrey Dahmer costume. 
go as somebody, uh, dress up like a John Wayne Gacy. You know what I mean? That'd be like, good. Be a clown, you know, carry around, uh, you know, some alcohol. You know, it'd be a great costume. And I don't have time to put this together, but I think it'd be great. And it's very insensitive and shows a great deal, a, a, a great lack of class on my part. You go as Jeffrey Dahmer's refrigerator. If you remember, there were three things in the refrigerator. There were yeah. beer, uh, there was a uh, thing of mustard, mm-hmm. and a human head. Well, if you if you could use your human head in the fridge and build the fridge around you, yeah. and, the, and, and your head is right there in the fridge. That would be cool. See? I'm a victim. Yeah. Your head in the fridge with mustard and beer. That was all he had in that night. You know, we, we talked about how insensitive it was to dress up like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. There's nothing insensitive about dress, dressing up as one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely you know? right. Yeah. But I'm not. But I'm thinking more in terms of Jeffrey Dahmer's appliances. Okay. Okay. Right. So yeah. I'm not li- really thinking in terms of being a victim. But you know, if I was going as like a like a GE fridge, yeah, or a KitchenAid or whatever, I just want to take some pictures. That's all I want to do. Uh, six. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the six percent of us are coordinating our costume with a coworker. Oh God, no! Uh, I no, do no, that. no, no. One in four Americans still think, uh, th- still think blackface makeup is okay for Halloween. No, it's it, not. No, no, it's not. And it and it hasn't been for a very very long time. In fact, I would say maybe even as as many as one hundred and fifty years, it I, hasn't been appropriate. I bet you Ted Danson would have been canceled uh, this day and age had he had shown up with Whoopi at that. Uh, Remember he had yep. the picture of Whoopi Goldberg and he's wearing the black face? Yes. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, the two of them thought it was hilarious. hilarious. Only uh, 27% of people actually enjoy picking out a costume. 11% said it's more stressful than fun. I, I totally you agree. Are. Yeah. And 20% said neither. The remaining 42% are the ones who never dress up. I'm kind of the guy that yeah, I only dress up because it's a requirement of the event. But if I didn't have the event... I would not be dressing up. I'd be walking around my house in my underpants and a t-shirt, and yeah. that is where it would be. That's where it ends. That's it. That's the only dress up I do. Yeah, we should get to, we. You, yeah, you should do like a bathrobe. You know, like you just gotta. It's backs just getting out of bed in the morning. Oh yeah, bathrobe. Have my hair all matted and you'd stuff be like naked that. Naked underneath, no underwear or nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then yeah. you, you bend over, you show everybody the goat you know, as I, you bend over for a newspaper. Yeah, I, you know, I do have a bathrobe. I, I could wear that. You could do that. I think I got some slippers somewhere, too, which I, I probably should wear more often. But, yeah. yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. You say, I'm the morning show, you know? Yeah, you, you, I'm you a morning do. guy. Yeah, morning guy. Yeah, See? there you go. See? Look at the idea. The, Man. The studio think tank is moving, baby. Uh, yeah, where have you been for the last 18 years? Uh, High. Really high. <laughs> Couldn't come up with that. I actually thought about that 18 years ago. Really? Yeah. And you didn't share it until now? Uh, I just remembered it. Uh, well, that you're a morning guy. You have just solved a great deal of issues. And then you put one of those little Rock One Two stickers on your uh, on your bathrobe, and you're you're golden, boy. You're golden. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, there's there's a possibility right there. Mm-hmm. I'll have to consider that. See, I'm helping you out left and right. Boy, ain't that the truth? You're gonna win that contest. I guarantee. I'm you. not eligible for any of the prizes. You're I'm gonna you're, merely the host. People are gonna wish you had won that contest. I guarantee. You. <laughs>
They're like, oh, man, the morning guy should have won. Yeah, I can, like, style my hair like I have bedhead. Like, you know, it's all flat on one side and yeah. all messed up on yeah, the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, we came up with a costume for you to wear. And it's easy. Simple. And you don't have to worry about fitting into anything unless you need a new bathrobe. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know. No, I, actually, yeah. I think that uh, that bathrobe is a one-size-fits-every. What color is it? Blue. Ooh, blue. Yes. Well, you could get a purple one and uh, do a morning guy dinosaur, purple dinosaur thing. No, now we're, now we're overthinking it. All but, right. Okay. Just do the morning guy thing. All right. I kind of like that idea. All right. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Shoes are everywhere as the Thunderbirds welcome back MGM Springfield. Deuce is why. 632 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. By the way, before you get into it, mm-hmm. just want to say that today is also a Thunderbird Thursday. We'll have tickets for Saturday's game against Providence in that big prize pack, so make sure you're listening for that this morning, too. Awesome. Uh, hey, I would love to be a kid in West Springfield. You know why? No, why? Brand new school buses. Yeah. (laughs) West Springfield and four other Massachusetts school districts will now receive new clean school buses through President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. What are they going to do with all them messy ones? What about all them dirty school buses? (laughs) I can't believe we've been sending our kid on dirty school buses. You know, you know, clean means it's like zero emissions or something. Oh like that. yeah. Uh, the U.S. Uh, EPA uh, Clean School Bus Program will award twenty nine million dollars to purchase seventy six clean school buses with the uh, goal of accelerating the transition to zero emission vehicles and help to produce cleaner air around schools and communities. Let me tell you something, kids. Back in my day, we used buses that blasted big giant holes in the ozone. We didn't care about no environmentally friendly exhaust uh, emissions we cared about getting to school on time that's all that mattered having said that wouldn't it be cool if the station could get uh like a uh, like a like an old school bus and paint it up uh you know for like with new backs and nagel logos and stuff very uh you know, partridge family style yeah because why not go back to those old diesel guzzling school buses to use as a station vehicle yeah absolutely think about how cool that would be you and me and the bus Probably be the small bus, though. Steve, that's hurtful because uh, I don't think uh, either one of us are uh, listen, know, listen short bus I, material. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that whole stigma with the short bus thing. Uh, regular kid, uh, well, all kids ride those. It, it, there are certain areas of the country where you can't take a full school bus up a road, so mm-hmm. you take one of them shorter ones up there, and uh, people get home. Aren't you known for... I'm li- killing the stigma of the short bus. Well, I appreciate that. That's good for you to do. But aren't you known uh, very specifically for licking windows inside a bus? I've licked many windows inside a bus. I actually do that inside of my car right now. Yeah, that, yeah. that negates your point. But uh, I want to I I take a ride on one of these brand new school buses. I always, wanted to, I always wanted to... It's got that new school bus smell to it. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I've always wanted to ride on something brand new like that. Like be one of the uh, the first people. So I'm going to uh, make my, uh, my plea... To Will Reichelt and see if he and the superintendent over yeah. there to see if we can uh, we can get me to I'm, do an inaugural ride on a clean school bus. I'm sure everybody in the West Springfield School Department would be more than happy to have a 43 year old man riding in a bus with a bunch of kids. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the gum under the seat. 
I'll be the first one to do That's that. That's like christening a boat, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah like put the gum under the seat. The crack in the champagne bottle over the bow. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, brand new clean school bus, that would be kind of cool to ride. They, this whole infrastructure thing, they're, they're doing all kinds of things with, with this money, which is actually pretty good. Kids, kids today are going to get spoiled. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when we were kids, our buses were crabby, junky, you know, metal death traps. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't care for our school buses either. There, I think. How was it? Uh, well, maybe I was in high school. They did have a newer school bus where they started having flat fronts to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Like they, they looked more like a city bus than they did like a school bus. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have that back in my day. Or we had to do the school bus, how to get off the school bus uh, drills. Oh, an emer- with the emergency door? Yeah, and the gym teacher used to do that. Because you know what? Why not throw that on him? <laughs> hey, listen, we got learning and stuff going on in here all day. Why don't you take the kids out and show them how to get off a school bus in case they get into an accident? Listen, the only thing you're teaching these kids is how to play dodgeball and to square dance. And Seems we- to me you jumping off a bus and showing them how to do it is exactly what goes down your wheelhouse. Yeah. And, and then we had this, uh, he was this, 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 this like boring, boring gym teacher who would be like, all right, if you get stuck on the bus... You're going to want to pull the red lever in the back, but you never touch that lever any other time. Well, it was Mr. Winters. Mr. Winters seemed to have a hangover pretty much every day of the week. How come it was all How come it was always the gym teachers that taught health? Uh, I don't know. I mean, now well, they physical have physical education. You probably have certain qualifications that you take when you go to school for all that stuff that qualifies you to be yeah. that person. How come uh, so often the uh, the gym teachers assigned to teach health are some of the most out of shape people you've ever seen? Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't that they were. I, don't, I never had an out of shape gym teacher. Oh, I did. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see that doesn't make us that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He was busting right through that old tracksuit. <laughs> we had uh, we had this uh, older lady who uh looked like she could uh, rip chestnuts off a, you know, Miss Ballbricker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was talking like this all the time. <laughs> and she was short. She was really short. And oh, she yeah. kind of had like the osteoporosis thing going on mm-hmm. we, we, I had her like towards the retirement years. And uh, but she was she was mean, and she taught volleyball. She was the volleyball coach, and she was also the gym teacher. But I can't imagine the girls' conversation with her about uh, you know all the anatomy stuff. Yeah, I uh, I always found that <clears throat> that uh, that section of the gym curriculum to be very very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. I, I always did, too. I'd rather be taught by a qualified professional, not by the guy who's going to teach me how to play kickball. I think it was like seventh or eighth grade. I think it was seventh grade where we had uh, Mr. Douche was his name. Mr. Douche? His name was Mr. Roosh, but we all called him Mr. Douche. Well, how, how, do can, how, how do you not how do you call not? him that, right? And uh, Mr. Roosh had the, you know, I, I think I told you this before, you can chew the gum. You can chew the gum all the time. Mm-hmm. One of those guys. Did he have a piece for everybody in class? No, but uh, you know uh, the, the the kids would uh, would abuse this man left and right. Like, nobody would ever listen to him until the day he had the birds and the bees talk. You could hear a pin drop in that room when he started talking about those things. Like no, everybody was so scared because he was talking about adult things. 
Now, uh, was he a, was he good at imparting that knowledge, or was it like like yeah, kind of like a like a half-assed approach? He would uh, he would tell you what happens. You know, man and woman get together, make love, <laughs> then a sperm reaches the egg. That's called a zygote. Bam, baby's made. All right, all right. Break up in skins and shirts. Yeah, yeah, skins, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what he would do. He would, because you'd see him later in the day at gym class. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, a traffic alert. Road dog. Uh, Route 20 in Chester is shut down due to a house fire out there. That's going to shut down all of Chester. Well, it's actually a major artery that goes uh, through western Massachusetts. But, uh, yeah, uh, Route 20 in Chester is currently shut down just this, just west of the center of town. Chief assistant, Chief assistant, wait a minute, Chester assistant fire chief, Henry, uh, Henry Fristick? Frystick. His name is Frystick? It's got to be Fristick. F-R-I-S-T-I-K? It could be Frystick, but I'm going to guess it's Frystick. I'm going to say Frystick. You say what you want. I'm going to say Frystick. A guy who's dealing with fire, his name should be Frystick. It should be Firestick. No, Frystick, because you're frying things. Anyway, he said that there's a fire in the area. Crews are still working to put out that fire, which appears to be coming from a home. The effort has been uh, ongoing for hours now. Uh, we'll give you more updates when we get them. Maybe. If we do. All right. Uh, I got a bunch of other stuff here. I just got to find it. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is what I do. It should be right in front of you. It should be right in front of me, but I had to move back and forth tabs because I had a traffic alert. Do you see what happens here, Bax? I... We need a producer on this show. <laughs> can pretend I didn't hear that. A bear in uh, Westfield is becoming a, more of a nuisance for families in one neighborhood, and it's causing some concern for their safety. The bear is a regular in the neighborhood, but now some homeowners, homeowners are concerned because the bears are becoming more bold and causing thousands of dollars in property damage. Angelo Della De Ripa has lived in Westfield for 21 years, but it's just been this past four years that he has seen this kind of bear activity on his property. Last Friday, Angelo's neighbor called him to tell him that part of his fence was down, and Angelo said the down he knew said knew the down fence and strewn trash were the result of the actions of a black bear. This bear keeps coming in here, knocking all our stuff down. Mm-hmm. I blame this on the people that live in the neighborhood because there's somebody there that has bird feeders. There's some there's some kind of food source for this bear. That somebody is leaving out, and some people like to do that. I'll be honest. I like feeding the birds. I had a, you know, we had uh, bird feeders uh, up in the backyard for quite a while until the dog actually knocked it down. But we used to love the birds. Yeah. Uh, yes, love uh, all that. Never had a problem with the bears. We have deer, we have turkeys, but never a problem with the bear up until recently, where a, a bear was spotted in our neighborhood. Well, somebody should tell uh, Angelo that his neighbors are the ones bringing the bears into the neighborhood. There's some sort of food source. The bears aren't going to come around if there's nothing, nothing for them to eat. If yeah, you're I putting know. St- there's probably some jerk out there in that neighborhood putting suet up and all kinds of pots, honey, of, pots honey, of honey, honey and, and seeds and mm-hmm. flax seed. <laughs> well, the bear needs to control their cholesterol. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're eating all that trash all day. Yeah, long. Gonna, well, it's got some, so it's got to be some sort of other probiotic they could take for gut health. Uh, the bear population has been steadily growing in the state of Massachusetts, and Mass Wildlife currently estimates the population to be at 4,500. 
That's a lot of bears. That's a lot of bears. Wildlife experts say to keep uh, food sources out of your yard, bears are attracted to bird feeders, chicken coops, pet food, and compost. That's what I just said. Get it out of your yard. A troubling trend across the U.S., an increase in thefts from mail drop boxes and letter carrier robberies. Communities say they're concerned about the security of their documents. Every day, millions of people entrust the Postal Service to deliver their mail, and with thieves on the attack, people told the 22 News I team that they're choosing to go to the post office in person instead. Oh, God. What, what a pain in the ass that, that is. You ever been, when was the last time you were at a post office? That I've been in a post office? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I think I needed to buy some stamps. Yeah. And that was a long time ago. I like my post office in Huntington because there's nobody there. Like, you never really have a problem, Mm -hmm. I think. When you go to a big one like the Longmeadow one here or even the Springfield one. Well, the East Longmeadow one's bigger than the Longmeadow one. Well, wait, isn't that both East Longmeadow and Longmeadow? Wasn't the Longmeadow one in that little uh, shop next to where the hookie lounge used to be? I thought that that post office covered both Longmeadow and East Longmeadow. The, the I don't think so. I don't know about that. No, I, I, yeah. Well, either way, uh, when you have to go mail a package from that one, yes, it's like you're waiting in line forever because there's so many people there. Well, it's not so much there's so many people there. It's just there are only so many people working behind the counter at once. No, I blame the people. Because the people are the ones that are like, they don't have their crap together when they get up to the counter. Right. You have to have everything. You, you, should not, you shouldn't be allowed to write out addresses and stuff like that while other people are waiting. You should have, have everything that. done. Or, and if you do, then you say, you know what, step aside. We need to take the next person in line because you're going to take five minutes filling that thing out. You know what? Um, I got to tell you, I don't know how it is uh, with you. I don't really get a whole hell of a lot of mail. I mean, it's mostly junk mail. Well, it's kind of all junk mail. Well, it is kind of, because like right now, what I'm getting most mostly in the mail are like these four-color, one-page uh, you know, postcards of uh, political ads. Oh, yeah. Of every slob was running for this office or that office or, you know, vote no on question two, vote yes on question one, what's going on with question three. You know what? I'm not going to have my opinion swayed by a, postcard i have never ever been persuaded persuaded by a political mailer yeah i honestly it just goes right into the trash i don't even understand how that's effective that just seems like a big waste of postage is what it well first of all it it doesn't give you the full story of behind a particular question bill or candidate Well, that's never going to be i mean most ads that you hear on the radio don't yeah. don't explain what they are but the idea that you're not you're you're getting something in a you know antiquated service <laughs> necessary but antiquated i guess so is it really necessary to be putting out those mailers i don't know man that's that to me if, if i'm running for something that's a lot of expense i could be spending somewhere else i think these people just like to see their pictures on uh hey look I, uh, my picture was on the thing in the mail hey remember when i ran for office and i lost on a landslide well yeah. i still got all these postcards yeah they're, they're oversized too your uh pioneer valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 62 
Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Foot. 52 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Mayflower Marathon's not too far away from today. Monday, November 21st, we'll begin broadcasting at the MGM South End Market right by the parking garage entrance on MGM Way heading out to State Street. Uh, the goal is to fill three forty-eight foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the Springfield Open Pantry, who desperately need your help this year. Start up your collection at work, at home, or uh, around school, or wherever around the neighborhood. You can also donate on rock102.com. Thanks to our many sponsors, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World, 413 Dumpsters. It's the uh, Mayflower Marathon. Get all the details at rock102.com. Powered by Liberty Bank, Gary Rome Hyundai, and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Yesterday, we had a meeting with the Springfield Thunderbirds because yeah. you know they're looking to get uh, heavily involved this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, met with them, met with uh, with MGM, met with the folks at the Mass Mutual Center. Uh, the game that Wednesday night after the marathon is yeah. going to be a Mayflower Marathon night. Sweet. And there's uh, then the, the the plans that the Thunderbirds have are just fantastic. So it's going to be a hell of a night to kind of celebrate uh, the entire event and to. Uh, enjoy uh, the Thunderbirds kicking ass in hockey. Uh, I didn't get to go to that meeting because I had a I had a teacher conference yesterday. Ah, with, with my kids. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm so old now. <laughs> you walk into a room and there's uh, four people who are uh, teaching your child that are all younger than you are. Yeah, that makes you start to feel. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little old. Thank you. When you discover yeah. that you are as old, if not older, than the principal of that school, yeah. then it changes. Then you realize, uh, this is all out of my league now. I actually think I might be. Yeah. I'm getting there. <laughs> he doesn't look like a very older uh, old guy, no. you know, so I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I am. Maybe. Maybe. I am. So Get just, used to it, because you're going to feel that a whole lot more often. Yeah, but it, it's just weird. It's like, you know, working here. Like, you're, like the age get Like, our boss... Him and I are the same age. We're the same age now. Is that true? We're roughly the same age. It's probably within a year or two. You and Alex? Yeah. Really? We're roughly the same age. I'll be damned. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of weird because those people have always been older. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you've all because you always have that. Like, oh, I look up to this person. Well, you're hopefully you do, right? Uh, you know, because they're they're older and they they've had more experience and all that stuff. I thank God every day. Yeah, and I really mean this that Dan Williams is still here. Because without Dan Williams, yeah. without him, you'd be the oldest. I would be the oldest guy in the building, apart from Jerry Todd, who is retiring. So right, it's right. like, okay, well then that's it's me. I'm the old guy, and yet it just seems like yesterday I was the young guy. I know, isn't it crazy? Blink of an eye, and it all changes. Yeah, I feel like an old geezer now, <laughs> walking. A- I got to get up at uh, 3.30 in the morning to come into this place. Back in my day, I'd wake up and dust off my Class 3 FCC broadcast license, put it back into my wallet, and, and then go into the radio station and hit all the knobs and buttons and doodads the to put that thing back on it, yeah, on yeah. the air. We don't do that anymore. No, we don't. It's 6.59 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? 
First of all, let me just state that nobody is paying for my advice on how to operate a professional football franchise. I'm not being consulted over any quarterback controversies. I'm not being asked about roster adjust- adjustments. I'm not even being asked what sort of defensive strategies they should run. In short, they're not seeking my opinion because in a very profound way, they know more than I do. But when the Patriots announced that they would be starting Mac Jones instead of Bailey Zappi on Sunday against the New York Jets, I said to myself, are you really so sure you want to do that? Well, as it turns out, Bill Belichick has done pretty well for himself without ever taking the time to ask himself, gee, I wonder what Massachusetts Broadcasting Hall of Famer Bax from Rock 102 would do in a situation like this. Not that I wouldn't be happy to offer my opinion. It's just never been a consideration. Having said that, Mac Jones is, in fact, getting the start against the Jets despite looking horrible on Monday night against the Chicago Bears and getting benched in the second quarter of the game. I personally would have started Zappy from the jump, but apparently Bill Belichick knows a little bit more about football than I do. In fact, Bill claims that benching Mac Jones on Monday night was part of the plan all along. Sure it was. That's like saying you didn't want that Daisy Red Rider BB gun with a compass in the stock for Christmas in the first place, because after all, you'll shoot your eye out. Listen, Mac Jones was dreadful on Monday night, but on Sunday, you're not only facing a fierce divisional rival, but the Jets have the second best record in the conference. You can't really afford to play a guy if he stinks, and there's the pretend, and there's someone potentially better on the sidelines who's ready to get in the game and play. But of course, what do I know? I'm just a hapless dope 91 miles away trying to tell Bill Belichick how to play football. Called me presumptuous, but I don't think he's interested in listening to all of that logic. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get off my lawn. That's what you say when those leaves on your on the your lawn don't leave. But they will when you go to Rocky's for a leaf blower. In fact, if they know what's good for them, they'll be leaving on their own once they see you walking up the yard with a Craftsman Ego or a steel leaf blower, which you got at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Dell Technologies. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 712. And the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny with a high of 62 today. Uh, tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. It's actually pretty windy out right now. Saw the wind blowing around. Oh, really? There. Yeah. It's like one of those uh, fall, those typical, uh, stereotypical fall days. You know, breezy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, foliage, uh, uh, pumpkin spice. Sure. All of that stuff. Today's the day for that. All right, we'll get to know. Mm-hmm. We should get on that or have someone deliver some pumpkin spice, something uh, from a, uh, a a regional chain of some place. We kind of do need, like, this is why we need a producer, so we, somebody can go out and get us breakfast in the morning. Yeah, remember, you know, remember I, like, we used to send you out? I used to go out. I used to love going out because I didn't have to be with either of you. Yeah. You know? Make, I get, hey, I get, uh, we were happy to send you out because, one, we benefited from your return, and then, yeah. two, we're kind of happy from the br- little bit of a break. You got 40 minutes to the next newscast. That's 40 minutes of going to get breakfast and coffee. Good times. Hey, uh, tomorrow night on Discovery Plus is a brand-new uh, two-hour special that's going to be uh, available for streaming. Uh, shock docs uh, scream ghost of flight 401 we've talked to uh, the host uh, steve shippy a number of times it's actually a pretty interesting interview uh, or a, a pretty interesting uh, show and an interesting story and he's on the phone this right now good morning steve how are you good good how you doing we're very do- good we're doing great you got uh, the flight of 401 what 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 happened there what happened with that uh, that crap i i just watched the uh, the trailer for this or uh, you know getting ready for the the promo that uh, for the show on on friday 
It's a it's a spooky little story of uh, of a plane that went down in the Everglades. Tell us about uh, what the what the uh, the background is on this. Yes, so it was actually you know they they refer to it as the flight that changed everything for a lot of reasons. It was a devastating, horrific crash. Um, a plane had gone down in the Florida Everglades. A hundred and one souls perished that night, and um, as a result of that crash, a lot of changes uh, you know were. Uh, became an aviation uh, as a result of it. And um, after that crash, uh, and, and decades since then, people are experiencing uh, a lot of very strange things around that crash site and even surrounding parts of that plane that are housed in different areas. Hey, but there, there were survivors to this, too. There was about 70 survivors or so, weren't there? Uh, yes, I believe sixty-seven. Correct. Are, do you do you have it? Are do you have interviews with that with with survivors from that crash, or are they uh, no longer available? Uh, no, we were we were lucky enough to be able to sit down and, and speak with some of the survivors and, and gain a lot of insight and information. When you're uh, when you're going through this uh, this stuff, and again, this is uh, Steve Shippy from uh, Shock Doc, the uh, Scream goes to Flight uh, Four Hundred One. When you're going through all of this stuff and you're trying to connect with whatever spirits may be around whether it's a house or a crash site or whatever do you do you do you automatically feel something is going on or is it something that like you have to really dig down to get to that point because it seems like when you watch these shows that these are creepy places to begin with like you automatically feel your skin crawl the moment you uh, you step up to the plate you know, that that does happen more often than not. You know, you can kind of really get a feel and a sense of the energy there. Sometimes it can be kind of a foreboding sense, but you can definitely, you know, sense that to a degree. And, of course, I was also working uh, with world-renowned psychic medium Cindy Keza. So, of course, you know, her insights and abilities um, as, a, as a psychic medium uh, were uh, very instrumental as well. Do you ever get to a place where you say, yeah, no, there's nothing here? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it has happened. So, you know, it definitely has happened a couple times in my career where, you know, you, you, you do the interviews, you get all the information, you hear about all the things that are happening. And, you know, I've spent three, four, five, sometimes six nights out there and, uh, you know, really couldn't capture anything that I couldn't explain away quite quickly. Um, we, but, you know, we do a lot of vetting at this point, um, a lot of vetting before we put boots on the ground. So we really, I guess, limit that, that possibility. So uh, if you can give us maybe some of the examples of uh, some of the paranormal activity that you, you've experienced for this particular episode uh, w when you got down to this site. Yes, absolutely. So when we, you know, we were deep in the, the heart of the Everglades investigating using a, a, an array of different uh, pieces of gear, uh, K2 meters, uh, REM pods, you know, things that measure magnetic field, uh, ITC communication, spear box, geoport, motion sensors, all different devices that do different types of things. We were getting voices on there, uh, names of some of the crew members that perished, names of some of the passengers that perished, and very specific phrases and words um, all correlating to Flight 401 as well as the crash. And that's just some of what we experienced. One of the things I saw in the promo is that the uh, the words black box were, uh, were spoken about. Is this yeah. one of those situations where... The black box was either never found or 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 had it been found. Um, I believe it had been it had been found, and, and there was some information uh, that was 
uh, gained as a result of that. But of course, you know, the, the reason for the crash was well documented because they were uh, relaying that information uh, to air traffic control, uh, and that's why they were over the Everglades. Uh, basically, to make a long story short, um, it, you know, every Everything about this is tragic, but I think what's even more tragic is it could have really been avoided. Uh, the landing gear, when, when they opened up the landing gear and were ready to land in Miami, uh, the light sensor did not indicate that the landing gear was down. And so they you know, they thought, okay, well, you know, maybe there's a problem. Maybe it's just the light. Uh, they, they couldn't tell if the landing gear was down or not. So air traffic control told them, go ahead and go out over the Everglades and just kind of do a holding pattern while you're figuring it out and go on autopilot. So they did. Uh, you know, going over the Everglades, there's no lights from the city. It's just pitch black. Uh, there's no way to kind of tell altitude or skyline. And in their mind, they're still at 2,000 feet on cruise control, essentially. And while they were moving around and trying to figure out what's wrong with this light, the pilot accidentally bumped the steering column. And when you do that, on this particular jet, it dislodges the autopilot and they slowly began to descend. Mm. Uh, they had no idea this was happening, and uh, it wasn't until about the last 10 seconds that they realized they had lost altitude and they were basically 100 feet from the ground. They tried to pull up, but it was too late. This would uh, explain a bit of why Eastern Airlines is no longer with yeah. us. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, you know. I mean, it's, you know... Th- I don't want to say too much bad about Eastern Airlines, even though they're, they're gone now. But, I mean, sadly, you know, it, these yeah. things do happen with technology. And it really was a state-of-the-art uh, plane. The L-1011 is, you know, the, the type of uh, jet that this was. And it was extremely high-end, very luxury. And it's it's just amazing that such a inexpensive, insignificant, if you will, little light bulb is ultimately the cause of this crash. This is also a two-hour special. You're jamming a lot of information and detail into this story in a, in a two-hour span. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and that's a very, uh, very condensed, fine-tuned two hours. I mean, you know, we had spent so many hours uh, working on this case, whether it be interviews, um, uh, you know, learning more and more and traveling to all these different locations, uh, you know, the investigation part of the paranormal. It, it was an, an incredible journey. I, I know that this is a lot. This is a very sensitive subject, but I have an idea for your next show. Go on Spirit Airlines and find out what possesses people to have fights with the <laughs> flight attendants, or uh, or or any number of interactions they have with other passengers. Yeah, you stand stand in line of the well, ticketing you know, counter. That, That's that the scariest well thing you'll ever see. On, that could be blamed on other types of spirits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe the spirits that are being served on that very airplane. Hey, I, I I never been more scared in an airport than when I was standing in line for a spirit yeah. flight to to Florida. Yeah, I've definitely done a few red eyes from Detroit to L.A. on Spirit back in the day, that's for sure. The uh, the two-hour special, Shock Doc, uh, Scream, Ghost of Flight 401, uh, it premieres this week on the Travel Channel also. You can stream it on Discovery+. Plus. Steve Shippey, best of luck with the uh, the show. Hope it is well for you guys. Okay, thank you so much for having me. You thank bet. You. Steve Shippey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, Screen Printing and 29 in Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny and breezy today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Well, I told you that the uh, Halloween celebration is taking place on Saturday, October 29th. That's this Saturday at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill. 
Uh, stock the night away from 9 to 11 as the Rumble Seat hosts a costume contest with prizes for sexiest, best couple of group, funniest, most original, scariest, plus a $250 cash prize for the best overall costume. Uh, the Halloween celebration on Saturday at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill on Springfield Street in Chicopee from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, by the way, traffic alert, Route 20 in Chester still shut down just west of the center of town. A major house fire there. So, okay, uh, yeah. So uh, avoid that area at all costs. Find different routes to go. I will uh, avoid that completely mm-hmm. today. Uh, we have news coming up next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it is brought to you by Bank ESB. As a local bank, they have convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, by the way, Route 20 in Chester is uh, is still shut down and probably will be for some time. There's a major house fire out there. Did I say Chester? Right, right. Chester. Chester, yeah. Route, tw- Route 20 in Chester. Big house fire out there. Avoid that area at all costs. Uh, there is uh, some bear issues going on in Westfield. Most, I've heard of that. Mostly uh, men hanging out at uh, you know parks. and Very muscular you know, uh, men, a lot of hair. A lot of hair on yeah, them. Yeah. Right, now, yeah. a bear in Westfield is becoming more of a nuisance for families in one neighborhood, and it's causing some concern for their safety. The bear is a regular in the neighborhood. But now some homeowners are concerned because the bears are becoming more bold and causing thousands of dollars in property damage. Yeah, it was all nice and cute when they started walking in there. Until he found the key outside. Yeah. I, there was a picture on, uh, there was a, I think it was one of the Connecticut news stations yesterday. That is Southern Connecticut. There was a, uh, a, a black bear standing next to like a, like a Prius or something. With the door open. Sure. Like he was going to get in, like he was going to sit in the car like a human. Like right. he was standing on his uh, on his hind legs and uh, and doing his thing. I haven't seen a bear drive a car since the last time I was at Disney. Hey, uh, you never know. Like uh, uh, that uh, that country bear jamboree? Yeah. Didn't they all uh, get onto the, uh, into the, into the, onto the stage in a car? I believe they did. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, this is... Uh, with, you know, Teslas and self-driving vehicles, I mean, the bear doesn't really need to know how to use the controls. Well, I mean, there's some uh, some self-driving, you know, technology that they could uh, employ. But they got to, you know, they got to know, they, they should have read the manual before they start hopping into the cars. They probably should have. A lot of features they'd never figure out. Yeah, but you just push the button and say, uh, show me honey. Show me, hun- or here's honey spots near you. And then the yeah, map right. pops up, and it is a uh, take him, take me to the nearest honey spot <laughs> in the car. Uh, Angelo De La Repa has uh, lived in Westfield for 21 years, but it's been the past four years that he's seen this kind of bear activity on his property. Last Friday, Angelo's neighbor called him to tell him part of his fence was down, and Angelo said the, the down fence and strewn trash were the result of the actions taken by a bear. Said bears have been coming down to eat from his bird feeders, which he removes at night. But they know the food source is there. Stop feeding the birds. And, and you know have- what? And, and the, sometimes the, the seed falls on the ground, so they still go after it. Right. And uh, listen, if you want birds in your house, plant things that birds would come near. You know, flowering plants mm-hmm. and things like that. I don't understand why people don't get that. I uh, I don't know. I, I I do know that uh, you know putting up bird feeders is kind of fun to watch. You know all the many birds that uh, that eat the seeds and you know whatever. But you know uh, they become pests at that point. Here's a little bit of advice <clears throat> from me because as you know I'm uh, 
I'm a classic outdoorsman and uh, am very involved in nature. Um, when you see a bear uh, out in the woods, out out on uh, in your backyard, yeah, two things. One, I think you got to go back onto YouTube and review that Julie Tremel "How to Get Rid of a Bear" video. That's yeah, a life saving video right there. She was good at that. As good as goofy as it seems, I don't know of anyone who's been eaten by a bear who didn't see that video and and, and said thank you, Julie Tremel, for potentially saving my life. And then secondly, bears are adorable creatures, but in their, when they're threatened, they become bloodthirsty, uh, flesh-tearing animals. So uh, as cute as they look, I would not necessarily approach a bear, even though they're adorable, even the, though they're cuddly and wonderful. I think the bear knows that. I think the bear does know that. I think that's part of their appeal, and they get it, That's and that's part of their their manipulative uh, personalities. It's like a Trojan horse. Yeah. But a, in a bear suit. You see a bear in the backyard yeah. like, oh my God, there's a bear. Let's take pictures. Let's go say hi to it. Let's, let's make him, let's turn him into a house uh, pet. And then you get, you, you get close to the bear and then what he winds up doing is he takes his big giant bear paws and like rips the flesh off your body because he can do that. Mm -hmm. and, and then you regret having gone up to the bear. And then you also regret not having seen that Julie Tremble video true my dog chased uh, turkeys the other day i thought the turkey was going to kick his ass turkeys are are vicious you know what they did what they flew away yeah uh, i would have thought that they would have started doing the uh, let's gang up on this uh, this dog and start pecking away at him how many uh, turkeys we're talking about like four mm, that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of turkeys that's a lot of turkeys they I didn't realize they hang in the trees like that. They they sleep in the trees. Yeah, it, it, all these things about turkeys that I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, hmm, interesting. Uh, you know, we're gonna have a turkey so shortage for this Thanksgiving. Well, hey, we could start uh, killing them in my backyard. You could do that, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, shoot for the trees. More skeletal remains have been discovered at Lake Mead following a dive earlier this month. Uh, and uh, on October seventeenth, a diver discovered a human bone in the area of Calville Bay. On October 18th, a second dive found more skeletal human remains. The National Park Service does not suspect foul play, and the Clark County Coroner's Office was working to identify the remains. Several set of human remains have been discovered in Lake Mead since May. Uh, the first set was found when a body was found in a barrel near Hemway Harbor. Wow. A barrel? There's a body in a barrel and no one suspects foul play? Yeah, I was going to say, like, well, how does that... Maybe they're saying no foul play for this. these latest two. Okay. The third set of remains was found on July 25th when a person at Swim Beach near Boulder Beach reported human remains to the Park Service. A fourth set was discovered in the same area and is believed to be related to the third case. Lake Mead is drying up, so as the water recedes, <clears throat> you tend to find more things. I'm sure that's true. And you're talking about Las Vegas. Think about all like the, the mob hits and all that stuff that went on out there back in the day. Oh, yeah. They probably threw them right into Lake Mead. These are probably... Uh, Skeletal remains from 50, 60 years ago. Are, uh, are any of those bodies, uh, say, like dressed in track suits or a lot of velour? You could very well be. Interesting. That's what happened to Joe Pesci. Yes, it is. Uh, since Lake Mead's filling in the 1930s, 300 people have drowned in its waters. Park Service officials previously said uh, that to the local news station. The decade with the most drownings is in the 1990s, record showed. And there, there's this guy who's like, hey, that could be my dad because he's been missing since, you know, 1982. Could be. So um, 
But the whole DNA thing is relatively new. So you would only be able to identify by a living family member. That's what they were saying in the uh, right. the thing, in the in the story. Well, you uh, got you know fifty sixty years of uh, of you know fifty sixty years of old remains. It's uh, might be hard to track. That that is uh, that's that. Am I crazy or is that some old bones? That's some old bones. Uh, let's see. Uh, some guy broke into a radio station in Billings, Montana last Friday night and stole their branded SUV with the station's logo printed on it in bright pink letters. It's a brand new Kia Sportage they recently got with the Mix 97.1 in huge letters on the side. So not the most inconspicuous car to be stealing and driving around. It's probably the only vehicle in that town. Billings, you said? Yeah. That's probably got the Mix 95.1. 97 one 97 one uh, logo on fi- it you'd be fired first day of that job well i would i would have already left, got the uh, wrong numbers <laughs> i've already i've already miscalculated the uh, the name of this show a few times yeah well you have to have it written down on the card like you do now well right now i'm i'm used to it so oh so now, you don't need the card anymore. not need the card anymore well all right took Look me a couple it. days or a week or Weeks, two week or two uh, he got inside their offices because an elevator that should have blocked access to their floor at night malfunctioned. Then he used a screwdriver to pop the lock on their door, found the car key sitting on the desk, and he also stole a T-shirt. Well, you can't leave a radio station without taking a T-shirt. A woman in a small small town. We don't give free T-shirts away, by the way. That's that's <laughs> well, not an invitation. Well, we, I mean, we do, but you got to. We do, know, but you, it's it's sanctioned. You know, we have we have different days that we do that on. We can only parcel so many out. A woman in a small town 20 miles away called police after she saw him in her church parking lot kicking the tires and acting suspicious. Thanks to the paint job, she was pretty sure the car was not his. She also called the station to let him know. Hey, you're caller, you're caller 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want a van. It's big, juicy van. Uh, interesting trades accepted. Luckily, cops found him at the scene before he caused any damage. He did, he did smoke inside the vehicle, though. He's facing multiple felony oh, charges. When was the last time you drove our station van? I don't think I ever did. I don't think I ever drove that van. That, that, that I have not driven any of our station vehicles since 1997. And uh, even then, if they had stole, if someone had stolen that vehicle, they yeah. would have all done us a favor. When we had the, uh, I believe it was a GMC, it was a big like, SUV. It was a Yukon. Yukon. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Yukon. That's not a GMC, is it? Is GMC Yukon? I think it's a, yeah. I Whatever. Think so. it, was, it was that big thing. That was the one and only time I drove that thing. I, I really preferred not to. It's a behemoth. Well, even the van. I mean, it, the, the van, uh, you know, it, it's good for a utility vehicle, you know, to, to carry all your stuff in. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not, not like there's no seats in the back of that thing. No, it's all been gutted out. Yeah. So you can only carry another person in there with you. Yeah. I like to carry five, six, seven people <laughs> or more. Well. Now you can't even, you can barely fit two. Yeah, we need to change that. We need to get, we should get that school bus you were talking about. I'm telling you what, we also need a new, uh, you know, a new uh, paint job in that thing. It's a little outdated. Uh, no, no, it's, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 63. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Ever had those classic rock? It's 752 and 38 special with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 63. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. It is a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. We're going to give you a chance to win a great prize package a little bit later on this morning. 
uh, tickets to see the Thunderbirds take on the Providence Bruins on Saturday. You'll get four tickets on the ice, uh, plus four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner. But that's coming up later, not now. So not don't don't now. clog don't, up the phones. Don't call now. I just got the living bejesus scared out of me. Why? Because somebody, we were talking about the bears, and somebody wrote in and says, Steve, bears are not cute. Because I said, bears are, oh, they're so cute. Uh, Google a furless bear, you will regret it. So I, of course I did, because when somebody tells me to do that, and I like regret, these things are nasty. Well, okay, but how many of these bears are shaving themselves down like this? Not that many. Well, uh, you know, maybe they, you know, there's a lucky bear looking for a, a good night out. All right, know? but when they're all fuzzy and adorable, they're cute. They're really cute. Yeah, but they're not cute when they're hairless. Look how nasty they look. No, Are you I looking know. at these things? I am. They're not, uh, you know, they're not that cute. But, I mean, listen, how many hairless bears are you going to run into in the woods? Not many. No, but they're not cute. They're evil looking. It's the, gross. Are these like alopecia bears? What are, what's going on here? I have no idea what's is going there, on. Is Will Smith going to smack somebody in the mouth over this? Well, I, uh, you know, uh, it's, for, it's, for a, it's for a porn video. <laughs> Fully shaved. Ooh, another wrong yeah. with that. How, yeah. about a, how about a benchmark, Bax? Oh, okay. Does that make you happy? Yeah, I'm ready. Now hear this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Now, have you Googled hairless bear and then you're still with us? Bravo, people. Bravo. <laughs> Some people couldn't stomach doing both. Uh, a coal miner. We don't do enough stories about coal miners. No, we don't. Received some attention at the University of Kentucky basketball game for rushing to the arena a day after uh, after a day of work still covered in dust so he could make the game with his son. Coach John Calipari, who had family that were coal miners, was moved by the image and has uh, offered the family tickets to a game and VIP treatment. Here's the coach Calipari addressing the viral moment at a press conference. I've done some things that have been fulfilling for my wife and I, but this... You're bringing light to a good man, a hard-working Kentuckian, a coal miner who does everything he can to make time for his family and his son and his daughter. Come on. That's what it ends up being. That's the story. He's come a long way from uh, you know, when that Final Four appearance at UMass was uh, stripped away, and then several years later the same thing happened when he was coaching Memphis State. He's come quite far yeah but he's highlighting the guy which is the important well the a, that's that's a good distraction to show uh, and, you know, uh some all your many other deficiencies and yeah bravo to the guy who wants to spend time with his kids but he also didn't go home which means he probably doesn't want to spend time with his wife could be yeah. could be where have you been i've been trapped in a coal mine all day well you need to get home i'm not coming home here's the list of all the things you'll be doing when home is worse than the place you just left. I'd rather be stuck in the bottom of a mine. Yeah. Uh, clip number two, uh, 73-year-old TikToker. I can't believe there's a 73-year-old TikToker. Her name is Barbara Babs Costello, and she's gone viral with her do's and don'ts of pumpkin carving. Do you like pumpkin carving? Who doesn't? All right, and here she is. Hi, everybody. It's Babs. Don't stand and carve your pumpkin. Sit. Just put them on your lap. Now time to cut the bottom of your pumpkin, not the top. Use your hand mixer. And I'm going to remove all those nasty strings. Oh, a hand mixer. It literally cuts the job in half. When designing your pumpkin face, use a dry erasable red marker that you can get rid of the lines after you carve. If you don't want to struggle using a knife to carve your pumpkin, just use a soft-headed mallet and your cookie cutter. 
and just push it right through. Take Vaseline and rub it on all the open cut surfaces. It'll keep your pumpkin moist, won't dry out as quickly, mm. and it should last about one to two weeks. And yep. if you want a beautifully scented jelly, you like a moist pumpkin? You know, she lost me at moist. And over the candle she goes, and she smells yeah. delicious. She's got some good Halloween. tips, but she, uh, when a 73-year-old woman says the word moist, oh, man. <laughs> Talk about, uh, yeah, about caged heat. Right I, now, I right? hear you. Uh, have you did you, have you done pumpkin carving? In the past, sure. So I was uh, I, I told you I went to that Roger Williams Zoo thing where they had all those carved jack o' lanterns out there. Sure. And I was like, God, these must these things must be done on like a laser or something like that. It must be no. They 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 do it with like clay tools. You know, the darker you go yep. the, or the lighter you go, that's how that's how they put the images on there. Pretty elaborate stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the the pumpkins that this lady put together. I mean, they're fairly decent, but nothing like what you you were seeing. No, not nothing like I was seeing. But at least, hey, she's got some good tips to get you started on. But that, the hand know. mixer clearing out all that junk, all that uh, that fibrous junk inside. That's mm. a great idea. I like that idea. And it doesn't and it doesn't des- uh, destroy the, the the seeds. If you're like one of them people like to to roast the seeds. Yes, we we did that last week. Yeah, roasting the seeds. I kind of like that. Uh, clip number three, a musician figured out how easy it was to put other song lyrics into the Gilligan's Island theme. Here's a sample that features House of the Rising Sun, Amazing Grace, and America the Beautiful. Just sit right back and you hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. There is a house in New Orleans they call the Rising Sun. <laughs> it's been the ruin of many a man, thank God I know I'm one. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain. Hey, that's not bad. Not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, pretty good ditty there. <laughs> we should do that with like uh, other uh, crappy songs. Uh, not today. No? You sure? Because <laughs> we're looking at the time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, that's that, that's uh, now here this with Bax and Nagel at 758 at Rock. Classic Rock. It's 811 in Journey with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 63. Sunny tomorrow with a high of 57. 53 right now in downtown Springfield. On the phones right now, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. It's Scott Zolak. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, guys. How we doing? Pretty good. Probably a lot better than you were on, say, uh, Monday night. What What do you do uh, in the in a broadcast booth when the game just absolutely stinks and your home team is just stinking up the joint? Well, I start coloring. Um, <laughs> I markers. I have. No, I'm serious. I have like six highlighters of all different colors because you know we have our hit chart there. Yeah. And um, we have the flip cards. So then I just start scribbling and drawing pictures of my. My uh, play-by-play guy, who's a little hairy guy, so uh, I have fun doing that. <laughs> and and so she can uh, candy crushes it while that happens, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, a quick question before we get to football here. Yeah, what's the big candy out in Western Mass? You know how they do like those favorite candies of the state? And they said it's candy corn here in Massachusetts. Ugh, oh God, God, disgusting! Anybody, anybody who would eat that would eat a, eat a turd. That and, and circus peanuts. I mean, it's the same damn thing. Or Nickos. Awful. Exactly. It's like it's like Step Brothers with the white turd. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So let, let let's talk about Monday before we get into uh, you know the quarterback controversy yeah. of, of this week. You, you know, you, you you go on Monday Night Football. It's the Chicago Bears. It's a team that you should absolutely 
be crushing. And yet it was a total turnaround and the Patriots looked just God awful. I mean, there's no other way to describe it than that. Yeah, I mean, the, the entire approach to the day, to the night, to the week, they absolutely blew it on this one. Um, start, I don't, you know, we'll get to the quarterbacks, obviously, but the defense, like they took Dietrich Wise and Judon off the field, and they went with these big guys to try and shut down the run. And credit to the Bears, they put in like the Baltimore offense that killed them with Lamar Jackson because um, Justin Fields was struggling so much, and they got him going. And we had no answer for it. They killed us in the flat. They were, what, 11-14 on third down, which is, you're not going to beat anybody. I don't care who they are. They approached it like a preseason game. Like, we're going to play all these different guys, and we'll get to the quarterbacks here. We're going to start Mac, but we're also going to play both guys throughout the game, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I understand why he wanted to do it. He wanted to kind of knock the rust off Mac. Um, Mac's your starting quarterback. If we're doing anything this year, and we're going to continue these interviews and have fun with them, Mac Jones needs to get it going, and they know it. He's their guy. You know, he was a rookie guy from last year, 10-7, and seven, took him to the playoffs, and you know, just he hasn't sort of messed with this new offense there and still with Matt Patricia. Um, right. But they got to figure out how to get him going because Bailey yeah. Zappi's done a pretty good job with it. Yeah, I, I like the fact you mentioned the uh, the defense, uh, you know, first of all. I mean, you, had, you know, Justin Fields could barely hold on to the ball half the time. He, I think he dropped it like four times, and every single time the Bears, you know, recovered it. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, it's like you know, it's those kinds of things where – you know, if you're if you're playing defense, you got to take advantage of advantages of, of of great opportunities, and they just they just couldn't do it. And when you have Justin Fields, Rome, you know, I don't want to say run a rough shot over you, but you know, at least being effective enough, that's got to be right. real concerning for that defense because they were nowhere on Monday. Yeah, I mean, that, we were we were getting the breaks prior to that. You know, you had the strip sack by Judon, scoop and score by Duggar against um, who the hell was that? Uh, Detroit. You know, out in Cleveland, you know, we were able to you know get the pick early in that game, and we got we got some interceptions here the other night. But you know, you also had three interceptions too that got returned. So yeah, fumbles yeah, on the ground, handing off to Jacoby Myers. The ball never bounced our way, and when all that stuff's working against you, you can't get off the field on third down. Special teams suck. I mean, the punter's making four million dollars. He's not doing much right now. Um, you know, you're averaging you know thirty second in punting in the league. That that. That, that that all adds up to losing football games. And that's what we're doing right now, 3-4. This is uh, Scott Zolak on the phone. Scott, it, 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 speaking of interceptions, did, how high is that ESPN Skycam wire uh, above the field? Not have even you, close. Have you seen not this clip? Not even close. <laughs> it, does, it does get close like to the huddle from behind, but they have to follow league rules. They can't interfere with the throw or the punt. Um, so they stay way behind the offense, and it goes up and down. I mean, you do see it out there, but... It wasn't even close. When that ball left Mac's hand, I, you can even hear me on the broadcast. I go, oh, no, because I could see the quadruple coverage he's throwing it to up the boundary to, to John o. Smith. Um, the angle from behind where you're looking at it, it looks like it hits it. Yeah. It, it plays tricks on your eyes. It wasn't even close. Wait. I got friends at ESPN. They're like, <laughs> yeah, the league would go absolutely eight bleep if, uh, if yeah. the ball hit any of our – uh, wires. This isn't the Tropicana field down in Tampa. Well, yeah. Baseball. I mean, if the ball had touched the wire, the play should have been blown dead by an official negating the <laughs> turnover that seemed to send Jones to the bench in favor of rookie uh, mm. Bailey Zappi. And mm-hmm. now ESPN has denied its equipment had anything to do with the interception yeah. on Wednesday, uh, releasing a statement that the wire was, quote, more than 15 feet above the ball in the video in question. Maybe it was an optical illusion then. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It's one of those things that plays tricks on your eyes. You know, is it dressed blue or green? <laughs> I think it's blue. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm colorblind. What the hell do I know? And, and that'll conclude my yeah, analysis I mean, for this Thursday. 
exactly. <laughs> and like Mac Jones would have been bitching about it. The sideline would have been bitching. Nobody complained about it. Um, always go to the player's reaction. Like, ooh, did he touch the ball? What? Or did he catch it? And if you think you caught it, it should go to the view. The player usually freaks what? out and tells the sideline, review the damn thing. And that didn't happen. Have you seen the clip, though, that the clip that's going around with yeah, oh, the slow-mo? We, I mean, it does look like the wire touches I the know. ball a little bit and the ball kind of shifts. I don't know. Yeah, the nice thing is we're we're doing so well as a radio station. We have a 94-inch flat screen behind us when we're doing the simulcast. Uh-huh. So we put the play up, and I'm literally like two inches with my face watching the ball it, it never touches the wire. Yeah. I had the football about as big as a foot, and it's it never touched the wire. You know, I, I mean, obviously, people are going to second guess the idea of putting Mac Jones in that game at all. I mean, we had a very, yeah. uh, very ineffective, you know, you know, start. You know, people were screaming for Bailey Zappi to get on on the on the field. You had to kind of feel bad the way that transition happened in the second quarter. But then you know, Bill talks about you know that you know this was all this was intent intended anyway. That he was only going to play a few snaps before getting in, and it just you know it just seems like he just doesn't want to publicly state that there has been a quarterback controversy. I mean, I hear what you're saying about you know Mac is your starting quarterback, but you've had this kid Bailey Zappi play really really well in the last couple of weeks. If Mac doesn't turn it around and start playing like a like a a first round draft pick, they're going to be call, calling for Bailey Zappi all season long. Yeah, I mean, and the last thing you want is a seesaw going back and forth, you know, between your two quarterbacks. Zappi's done a fantastic job. Um, I like the kid. I think they're different. Obviously, he's a little shorter, and the Bears caught on to that. And that's the thing. Teams start getting tape on you, and they start batting balls down, and that's how you had the deflection. So, the more Zappi plays, the more teams are going to stop rushing and. Get your hands up. These guys are six six and are rushing. Yeah. You know? um, so that's the problem uh, that that arises there. Bill, I don't think expected things that play out the way they did. I think he really intentionally wanted to play both guys just to knock the rust off the Mac, so so he doesn't just go in fresh against the Jets. I don't think he should have played. The optics were terrible the other night. Uh, Mac got humiliated. I felt terrible for him. Um, that's as ugly as I heard of that crowd turn um, since I've been doing games. You know, I've been doing it for over 10 years now. Yeah. Even back in my playing days, I don't... I, you have to go all the way back to Tony Eason, maybe? That's the old <laughs> stadium. But that, that was pretty poor the way, the yeah. way they, they went after Mac in that game fans. I want to I switch gears here a little a little bit, because uh, you know, last week you had uh, you had the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose to uh, the Panthers, and then before that it was the Steelers. Yeah. And, you know... It, Say what you want about Tom Brady being the the greatest of all time. Not everyone gets a chance to retire as their own decision. Sometimes retirement just finds you. Is he at the point now where he's just not going to be the Tom Brady that people were expecting him to be? He's not the kind of guy anymore that can just take a game in the fourth quarter and turn it around into a win. He's going to have a hell of a time doing it this weekend against the Ravens. I mean, I, I, I mean... He's 45 years old. There's a reason why most guys don't play at the age of 45. What do you What do you think is in Tom Brady's head right now? Is Is this the end of it? Um, first of all, it's injuries up front. Like they've lost three starting linemen. The running game is crap right now, so that puts more pressure on Tom. I don't see balls floating. I don't see balls hitting the dirt. You know, you see Mike Evans drop a 75 yard wide open touchdown. The ball's still in the right place. He still threw 300 yards last week. No picks. Um, Tom Brady is, I think, the least of their problems right now. But 
he's trying to juggle, I think, a lot of things in his life, which makes him look way more miserable than, than um, and that's probably the way he feels. He's absolutely miserable losing games. Yeah. The problem is they're in first place in the NFC South at three and four. So if the playoffs started tomorrow, they're hosting the playoff game. They just got to get in it. And all they got to do is get hot like they did. But they won the Super Bowl. They had to go on the road and win at Washington. Then they had to play, play They played another game on the road. Then they went to Green Bay for the NFC title game. And they got hot at the end of the year. Like, watch this happen. Watch Gronkowski come back in a month. And for that stretch run, play for December in the playoffs. And they sort of get healthy. You know, get a couple linemen back. Get Jetson back in center. I think they're going to be fine. But they're just playing like crap right now. The big thing is the whole league's playing like that. Like, there are so many teams, four and three, three and four. It's really the only, the only two teams running away with it are um, Buffalo and uh, Kansas City. And I know Philly's there undefeated, but yeah. I think well, Philly's a fake undefeated. They even picked up Robert Quinn, who's a beast, you know, for for the defense. Philly'd be okay, but I could see Philly get popped second round, you know, by, by a team like Tampa or Green Bay. Well, the, quarterback. the Patriots are taking on the second best record in the AFC right now, the New York Jets. Uh, not just this week, but in another in, another, in two more weeks. Um, th- these are not really the Jets that we're used to seeing. I mean, this is a team that's kind of coming together. They've cranked out four wins in a row. It's a tough. It's a much tougher Jets team than we've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, it is. But you know, you you lose the defensive line, and you you lose your best player on offense, which is your running back Bryce Hall. Uh, he goes down. They had to make a trade just to get a guy in the function. The big thing with the Jets is they got they got a decent coaching staff. Sal's done a nice job. And when you stink every year, you get high draft picks. So now, those last three or four years of high draft picks, those top ten picks, Sauce Gardner, Zach Wilson, and company, they're starting to play together. You know, you got Davis on the outside, big receiver. He should play this week. They got pieces now. Can they keep it rolling? That's the question. There's a reason New England's favorite on the road here. I think we're still a two-point favorite, which is interesting to me. I think we're going to win this weekend. I really do. And uh, I just think we match up well against this team. All right. And if we don't win this weekend, we're in a hell of a lot of trouble. I would think I would think so. Yeah. I think at the, at the very least they win one of these games against the Jets. Hell yeah. Are we done already? Is that the music playing? Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Just, just, just tell ESPN to keep the wire out of the way. That's the only <laughs> thing I'm really caring about. <laughs> Concerned about right now. Sounds, sounds good to me. All, All right. That stupid camera out of there anyway. There you go. Scott, we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. All right. Hey, Scott Zolak brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hey, everybody. It's Bax. Join me for Rock 102's Halloween celebration at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill in Chicopee on Saturday. It's Classic Rock. It's 831 and Tom Petty. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 63 today. Sunny and 57 tomorrow. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, John Kupak from uh, Kia Toyota in Wilbraham is going to be joining uh, Leah Toyota <laughs> Wilbraham. Be joining us in just a little bit. Real men wear pink. That's yeah, what we're going to be talking about. Uh, I did that event last week at the uh, the bar in Wilbraham. Uh, at the uh, Fieldcrest Brewing, yeah, and then uh, this is just all is all these different events that people put on for the American Cancer Society and uh, John Kupek at Leah Toyota. Wilbraham will be in the studio to talk about that in about fifteen minutes or so. We got news next to Rock One Hundred Two. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 
The sunshine is back today. We have a beautiful day on the way. We'll see plenty of sun throughout the day today. It'll be cooler and drier with high temperatures in the low to mid-60s. It'll be a gusty breeze to about 20 miles per hour. For tonight, mainly clear. The wind will diminish. It'll be chilly by morning. Temperatures fall into the lower 30s. Lots of sunshine tomorrow. A cooler day with high temperatures in the mid-50s. The wind will be light. As we head into the weekend, it looks fantastic. Plenty of sunshine both Saturday and Sunday. Chilly starts with morning lows near 30. Afternoon highs in the lower 60s with the wind on the light side. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. When it comes to great food and a welcoming atmosphere with a staff who treats you like family, the Shortstop Bar and Grill in Westfield is the place to be. From fresh burgers and steaks to grilled salmon, flatbread salads, and incredible desserts, all the food at the Shortstop is made daily. And you got Chef Monica, who's created a menu with amazing food for everyone in the family. I had the fried Brussels sprouts when I was there the other day, and the chicken quesadilla, absolutely delicious. With 29 beers on tap, daily monthly uh, daily monthly drink specials, along with a huge selection of appetizers, you also have 30 TVs, which means you bring all your friends to watch your favorite game. You're not going to miss a moment of the action. The Shortstop in Westfield is the perfect place to watch the game and hang out with your friends huge heated outdoor patio as well fire tables live music all kinds of great stuff and you can enjoy the entertainment zone with the state-of-the-art golf simulators and batting cages shortstop is number one for food and fun they also have a banquet room for your special event the shortstop bar and grill 99 springfield road route 20 in westfield and online at shortstopbarandgrill.com it's a restaurant destination that will feel like home here's to the heroes our teachers nurses firefighters and volunteers Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Nominate the special hero in your life at HyundaiSalutetoHeroes.com and they could win a 2023 Hyundai Tucson. Because we believe heroes make everyone's life better. Hyundai, it's your journey. No purchase necessary. Entry period ends 11-20-22. For official rules, visit HyundaiSalutetoHeroes.com. Join Bud Light and the Rock 102 Road Crew this Sunday from noon to 2 at Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield as the Patriots take on the Jets. Be sure to enjoy one of Tap's signature Bud Light Towers. Or for the craft beer crowd, you must try a Cisco Forever New England IPA from Nantucket. There'll be prizes and a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Patriots-Jets game on November 20th. That's this Sunday from noon to 2 at Tap Sports Bar, MGM Springfield with Bud Light from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I'm attorney John Haymond. As a motorcyclist, I find that fall riding is my absolute favorite. But remember that slick roads, wet leaves, and distracted drivers taking in the scenery are some of the challenges that we all face during this great season. With over 30 years experience protecting the rights of injured motorcyclists, Heyman Law Firm won't stop working until you're completely satisfied with our effort and results. If you go down, we'll pick you up. I'm John Haymond, and that's my promise. Call 1-800-HAYMOND. I'm John Kupek, the General Manager at Leototo Wilbraham with an important message from the American Cancer Society. This year, I've joined the Real Men Wear Pink initiative to bring awareness and raise funds for a disease that affects so many. Every pink item worn and every dollar raised will help the American Cancer Society support the many people in our communities affected by this horrible disease. No amount of money is too small. Whether it's $1, $10, or $100, every penny counts. Go to leotodawilbraham.com and click the Real Men Wear Pink link. Together, we can make a difference. 835 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Jace Mingle Roofing. Visit jacemingleroofing.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. we got a couple of traffic alerts. You need a road hug. we got uh, Route 20 in Chester. 
I know that, you know, about Chester. No, it's a, there's a big house fire out there, and Route 20 is closed right now. Uh, so we'll find a different route for that. Also in East Hampton, a portion of Route 141 is closed due to a motor vehicle accident. Uh, according to East Hampton Police, Holyoke Street is closed between East Green Street and Spring Street. Due to that motor vehicle accident, drivers are asked to avoid the area. Hmm. Luckily, those are two non-heavily traveled roads. Route 20? Yeah, no one drives that. Or one. Route 141 in uh, in East Hampton. You know? Actually, no, a lot of people uh, a lot of people take that road. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They do. Well, there you go. Uh, 22 News uh, talked to the family of Amber Carpenter, who was uh, taken from them just last week. According to the Hamden DA's office, Amber Carpenter, Amber Carpenter was killed in her home on Riverdale Street in West Springfield. Her family says the suspect, Jose Hernandez, was her boyfriend. In a statement to 22 News, her sister, Crystal, said that the family is heartbroken over the passing of the 39-year-old Amber. Crystal says she wants to remind people that Amber is not just a victim, but a human being, a daughter, a sister, and a mother. She loved being outdoors, photography, and going to the beach with her family. And uh, released this uh, lengthy, heartfelt statement. Amber worked as a home health aide for Touched by an Angel. She's survived by her son's parents and siblings. <clears throat> it's a huge thing. The DA uh, had a big um, uh, press conference about domestic violence uh, the other day. And uh, a lot of these things being brought to light like how people get help but there is a there is a gofundme for this young lady and uh you can find that on the uh, 22 news uh, face or the uh news page on web page what am i saying to say uh yeah they have a, a web page uh for news why couldn't i think of the name of I the website know. that's I what know. i wanted to say a Lawrence police officer was found guilty of raping a 13-year-old boy in 2018 in Salem Superior Court on Tuesday. 53-year-old Carlos Vieira was found guilty of two counts each of aggravated rape of a child and indecent assault and battery on a child under 14. Uh, on January 29th of 2019, the child's mother reported to the Essex District Attorney's Office that Vieira was engaging in sexual contact with her son, who was 13 at the time. An investigation revealed that Vieira had initially contacted the boy on the social media app Grinder in the summer of 2018. Vieira then uh, later arranged to meet the boy at Mount Vernon Park in Lawrence. The child rode his bike to the park and entered Vieira's SUV, where Vieira then engaged in sexual activity with the minor. And later the boy recognized Vieira, get this, he recognized Vieira when he and his family were evacuating their residence due to the gas explosions and fires that spread through Merrimack Valley on September 13th of 2018. Hmm. The child recognized Vieira directing traffic at the <clears throat> intersection of Mount Vernon and Beacon Streets as the man he met at the park. Which is wow. uh, <clears throat> pretty ironic. Usually it's the tra traffic cop detail cops that are picking up crimes by either people driving by or recognizing suspects, you know, where they where they call in help. Yeah. It's a terrible story. It, it's a terrible story, but I, fi I find it very uh, a matter of happenstance that this kid sees this guy in his position as, a, as an official mm -hmm. during one of these things where you're evacuating your home. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it, it's, it's like you're a, going from one traumatic experience into another into one more. It just it's it's terrible. Yeah, it's uh it's awful, and uh, man, I just uh, feel bad uh, for that kid because you know he was obviously taken advantage of. Obviously, you know you don't <clears throat> just because somebody is on a social media app doesn't mean that they have the uh, the ability to 
or they're old enough to yeah. uh, consent to anything. There's a chance, and I, I'm, I'm just guessing here, but there's a chance that not everybody on your grinder is on the up and up. Really? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think you find that to be true of any of those hookup uh, apps. I guess where so. Where the purpose is to hook up. A uh, 28-year-old woman who previously told police in Las Vegas she was too good-looking to be arrested is now accused of killing her mother. Oh, see? You jinxed it. Yeah. You shouldn't have been so, I don't know, all about me. Las Vegas Metro Police said Hen Bustami uh, killed her 62-year-old mother in a South Valley neighborhood on June Flower Drive near Jones Boulevard uh, on Wednesday morning. Officers began looking for the daughter after finding the mother's body. California Highway Patrol uh, took Bustami into custody in Barstow, California around 5 a.m. Police said in August they arrested Bustami for uh, reportedly skipping out on a restaurant tab and violating airport rules at Harry Reid International Airport. Bustami told officers at the time she was under arrest because she was so good-looking. All right, I'm looking at pictures, okay? And, uh, yes, she's an attractive young lady, but not so attractive where she couldn't break the law. Mm. And, like, important laws. Uh, Soon after, officers working the gates were notified that a female matching the description was observed sleeping near the security checkpoint, hindering their operations. Yeah, you really can't sleep in the middle of the security checkpoint line. When officers were arresting her, Bustami said that she was going to spit on all you cops. And you cops are perverts because they're trying to rape me because they've never seen anyone this good looking. Uh, No, I've actually seen many people that are better looking than her. Quite a few. Uh, police later learned Bustami had a warrant out of the Las Vegas Municipal Court. Record shows she faced a battery charge from June. She was booked into the Clark County Detention Center and then released. She was being held at the San Bernardino County Jail uh, on a fugitive from justice charge related to the murder. Mm-hmm. A court appearance has not been scheduled as of Wednesday night. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, whether you're attractive or not uh, really makes a difference if you've committed a crime or a serious offense. And really... Even if that were a thing, she's not that great looking. You can be a, a good-looking scumbag. Yes, you can. I mean, uh, we, how many uh, good-looking scumbags have we run into all over the years? 30, 40? Whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. But she's not so good-looking where she couldn't be uh, a major suspect. Yeah, you think you're all that. Yeah, you're not you know? that. You're not, you're not all that. Oh, I'm sorry. You got a 1,000 likes on your TikTok video. You know, as, uh, as good-looking as you may think you are, if you're a jerk... You're still a jerk. See, you're too good looking to not stab your mother. I'm going to have to think about that yeah, one for a little bit. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 63. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. 849 and ACDC with Baxson Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 63. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 57. It's 55 in downtown Springfield. My good, bu- It's always nice when your good buddies come in. Yeah, I know, huh? My good buddy John Kupek from Leotoedo Overham is in the studio with us. Good morning, John. Morning, guys. How morning. are you? Good, good. So you are. Uh, you were telling us uh, before we went on the air that uh, you are doing a, a big, uh, a big thing for uh, Real Men Wear Pink. Tell us about what, uh, what you got planned. Yeah, this year, um, the Leah Group asked some of the general managers to uh, volunteer for the Real Men Wear Pink initiative. So, uh, five of us decided to to uh, make a go of it. Um, I'm the only one in Western Mass, um, and uh, you know, it's been it's been great. It's been eye opening. I mean, everybody has somebody uh, that they lost to breast cancer. I lost my 51 year old niece two years ago. I lost a buddy of mine, a guy from high school, 
So it's, uh, you know, everybody kind of relates breast cancer with, um, with women, but, you know, it affects men as well. Maybe not the same numbers, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it affects everybody. I mean, everybody's got a friend or, or something. So, you know, we did this Real Men Wears Pink initiative, and this weekend, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Uno Pizzeria and Grill, uh, 1722 Boston Road in mm. Springfield, is offering 25% of every check. Um, to be donated directly to the American Cancer Society through my link. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. It's incredible. I mean, you know, you you know, you hear about stuff like that, 5%, 10%, but 25% is just incredibly, incredibly generous. And over the course of yeah. a whole weekend as opposed to like a limited number of hours. That's yeah, pretty cool. Y- yeah, I mean, I've seen these things before where it's an evening or, you know, something like that. So, um, yeah, we, we, we can't thank them enough. Yeah. Um, and we ask everybody, obviously, to you know, to show up. All you have to do is mention it to your server. Um, I know that Steve Morelli from the American Cancer Society mm-hmm. is going to be there on Saturday. Um, I am planning on being there tomorrow evening for a little while, um, you know, just to give everybody a little push. And uh, But it's obviously for a great cause. It is. And you say it, it links right from uh, the Leah Toyota website. Yeah, there's a link on my website, Leah Toyota Wilbraham. Um, there's a link on there that you can just go on, click right on it, and any donation that's made by the public or whatever, it goes directly to the link. And, and like I said, everything goes, there's no cash involved, there's no checks involved, everything just goes right through the link directly to the American Cancer Society. Now, what's cool is, because I went through uh, I went through the site, and- you know, did, the, you, did you make a little deposit? Or? I haven't had a chance, okay. but you know I will. Okay. You absolutely know I will. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so the, there's a $10,000 goal, even yeah. Before you've done all of this, yeah, uh, you know, with uh, with Uno's, you're already at thirty six hundred hours. Yeah, so you are, you're already off to a pretty good start. We you are. could easily get to ten grand by the end of the weekend. The finish line's coming quickly. Yeah, no, you so. can. I mean, definitely without without doing too much more of it, just linking right through it. I think that's that's a real good start. I uh, so I assume you're going to be wearing pink all weekend long. Right? I am. All I'm right. going to be. I have. I bought uh, t-shirts. The Leah Group actually bought yeah. t-shirts for all my people, and I told them they could wear them for the entire month. Um, you know, they got a big poster in the showroom with my QR code on it. Uh, so if anybody wants to do that, and so we raised awareness by everybody wearing pink, and of course people go, "Hey, why are you wearing? You know, what's going on with the pink shirt?" So. Um, so you have to explain, and yeah, it's a, and then there's they, an opportunity you know, to to inform them about the, exactly. the great cause that you're you're doing. Yeah. Now, can I make a suggestion for you? You sure can. A pink tracksuit for you. I think I th- <laughs> you just look fantastic. like a guy that would oh, be, look, look good in a tracksuit. Really? Suit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're talking about that tail light in a little. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Uh, I see. I see how this is going. Yeah. See, there you go. Uh, yeah, a tracksuit would be fantastic. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. I appreciate track that. Tracksuit. Yeah. Oh. You could be like uh, one of them, uh, like those old used car salesmen. Mm. You see. On TV. Yeah. What do I got to do? Hey, to get thanks you a lot this? for having me. Oh, you're <laughs> listening. If, if real men wear pink, then real men should wear pink from head to toe. There you go. And, there you, and you know, real men have a sense. If of I do like that, you will do. you put it on your website here? Sure, absolutely. Yes, okay. absolutely. All right. I will make that. I will make that happen. You know, I, I do want to add the Leah Group, uh, Michael Leah and his whole family. They're very generous. You know, we do a. Um, a, uh, a thing every year with the um, uh, Children's Miracle Network at Bay State. We do coats for kids around Christmas yeah. time. That's coming yeah. up. And, you know, now this. And they made a nice, uh, you know, generous donation to each general manager to start them off on this. 
So, um, you know, Michael wants us to give back to the community, and, and it's great. Uh, it really well, I, I did the Coats for Kids thing a couple of years ago. That was yeah. a, they, We had a really great response on that. Yeah. Uh, that uh, all the great things you guys do over at the, at the dealership. That's awesome. Are there any uh, pink vehicles on the uh, Leah Toyota lot right now? I can have one wrapped for Ooh, you. Oh, you could. Ooh, yeah. That'd be all right. <laughs> huh? We were talking that. about it's time. It's time for you for a new one now. Actually, uh, you know, I've I've kind of like not having uh, uh, payments the for a while, payment. but I'm at the point now where the, my my vehicle's starting to show wear it's, and it's tear. It's a little bit of wear and tear, and yeah. it's mostly the wear and tear that I've put on it just by <laughs> sitting in it, never right. by driving it. But uh, yeah, I'm not that far away. Don't you worry. So again, this weekend, yep, at Leah Toyota Wilbraham. Nope, it's at. Uno, Uno Pizzeria Uno's and Pizzeria. Grill. Yep. Right, but you can get the QR code. From, Absolutely. From, from, get it on the on the website. Yep. On the website. LeotodaWilbraham.com. Just go to LeotodaWilbraham.com. And anybody, you know, any businesses in the area, if you're, you know, if you buy like lunch for your, your team or whatever, mm-hmm. if you could go to uh, Uno Pizzeria and Grill, um, every little bit helps. Every dime helps. No amount is too small. Five bucks, ten bucks. You know, it all adds up. It all adds up, and it's for a great cause. Great. Well, we That's appreciate awesome. the efforts that you're doing for that. Appreci- thank you. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. I really hey, do. Hey, I know time. how much good you guys do, and I and I want you to know that it's it's much appreciated. Thank John, you very much. John Kupek from Leotota Wilbraham. Good to see you. You too, guys. It's uh, 8.56 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. New England Patriots.